Warning, Supernatural The Crossroads contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Supernatural, The Crossroads, The Winchester Edition. I'm your host, Thomas Cowley. Joined with me, I've got Ryan Denton and Michael Flores. Hello. All right, before we get into the actual discussion here, just remember that you can find this show on demand wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search Supernatural, The Crossroads. However, our preferred podcast provider is iTunes, because if you go on there, you guys can leave a review and rate the show each one helps us. It helps us get seen, more viewership, more people out there who are aware of our show then, and that allows us to do so many more things. If you don't review the show, your mom's a hoe. And there's that as well. <laughs> so <laughs> we are talking about the season finale of The Winchesters, episode 13. Hey, that's no way to say goodbye. We are here we have, for once, historically made it to the end of the first successful, air quotes, supernatural spinoff series. Something that I think I speak for everyone in this room that we were not sure we would ever actually bear witness to due to the catastrophic hemorrhaging that was Bloodlines and the somewhat controversial not pickup of Wayward Sisters. And while those two, despite their quality, were still disappointing, we had a lot of high hopes going into any idea that would get off the ground. And though many of our theories were somewhat correct, this show arguably was successful in its attempt to subvert some expectations while also working in conjunction with the greater context of some of those theories that we had. I can't believe some of them were right. And yet, as I sent Ryan earlier today in a meme from Arrested Development, I also don't know what I expected <laughs> at a certain point. Has there ever been an instance in the 10 years that we've done the show where all of us, in some degree... We're correct. We're right. right. Dude, I don't fucking think so. Well, I think... I think we've individually been right on things that we yes. speculated about. Yes. But all three uh, of us uh, at the same time? Grand never. Slam? No, never. I don't think so. Ghosty literally was a thing. Yeah. Ghost baby, which was a joke. It was a joke. It was a thing. It was and yet it did. I don't know if I want to get into it yet. No, so save no, it. No, no, let's it. save that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, we want to suck our own dicks a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so by doing that, by by subverting expectations yet still building on those theories, in a way, this has success been a successful 
series that has ended in a satisfying way, which is shocking to me in some respects from the, just the vibe and the tone and the, the, the inconsistencies. And when they were saying, wait, stick with us till the end, Jesus Christ, man, I didn't think you meant they the sure last did scene. Mean, they sure meant it. But here we are. But ultimately it's a weird, bittersweet feeling because this now warrants a greater discussion as to what exactly do we mean when we say successful? Because the question that I feel must be answered that we will be discussing here tonight is, is this truly a spin-off series on its own? Or is it more accurately an epilogue to Supernatural where we are given more closure potentially than we even had with the season 15 finale where we get some greater insight into Dean's emotional and mental state immediately following his death, where we see somebody who's still driven by a lot of his earthly desires and manifestations and, and still hoping to find a shred of happiness that exists even vicariously through another family, but it, that is still his family trying to see something different. Now that Chuck is no longer pulling the strings. That's all tied to this. I think that's the most telling aspect of the ending is that we were given this idea and understandably. So they were trying to bring a bit of closure and, and I guess you can say happiness to the ending of yeah. supernatural. But then you find out that even in this alleged happiness, that we were led to believe was the case for season 15. Obviously there's still a lot of sadness within Dean because even in death, he is seeking out whether or not there is happiness out there to be had by some version of his family. That says a lot about his mental, his mental state post his death. Yeah. And that's depressing enough on its own. We'll get to that. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit further, but also, Okay, so is this its own standalone, a standalone series, or is it an epilogue to Supernatural? Because Robbie Thompson himself has said that he didn't want to make Supernatural Season 16. But I find that hard to argue against when the emotional weight, the payoff, in many ways, of the entire season is caused by Dean's not only his his direct involvement in doing, but by the emotional journey that he went on between the final moments in season 15 and his appearance in heaven and a trip through the multiverse motivated by all the experiences of 15 years of the previous show and maybe more particularly the last year or two. With that in mind, when everything hinges on the 15 years before, instead of this story in its own right, is can you really say it's anything less than a metaphorical, actual, and metaphysical season 16? Are, are we not there at that point? So we're, we're going to discuss that here at length. I think that's the biggest crux of the argument or debate here now regardless of how you individually want to interpret this this season was successful in its attempt to bring closure 
to Dean, to his story, to something that I think we all felt rather cheated by with the original ending. And yet also introduced us to a realm of new multiverse, multi-universal, multi-band <laughs> characters <laughs> and possibilities and perspectives and, and really leaves the door open for anything that could still come that may want to. So it's an odd feeling. And it's one that we discussed a little bit on the pre-show of it worked, but I'm not sure how I feel about it. So what? real quick, what do we know what, <laughs> going into the end of this? We got some answers too. One, holy fuck. And I think truly the most surprising thing to me, ghost Dean is a thing. And I can't say that without laughing because <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. That's ghost Dean. Fuck it. We're here now. And not just him, Ghost Bobby, and the real Bobby, by the way, and Ghost Baby, because apparently cars oh, cars have souls. Well, yeah, you didn't know that. Uh, I'm not a car guy, so. Yeah, cars have souls. It's a thing. So I will say I like that it was real Bob, real Bobby on the show. Yes. Um, we also find out that Chuck is still very, well, not very much, but was at play because the Akrita were his failsafe his dead man switch the and because dean is who he is he wasn't going to let it go off and destroy things that he cared about primarily sam still down on earth which then answers time travel is not actually involved in this because essentially from at least from what we can infer from dean's statement that sam is still down there and he deserves a good life that this spinoff takes place in a parallel universe to our supernatural prime universe. But while in the prime universe, it's 2020, 2023, whatever year we want to say it is, it is only 1972 in this Winchester's universe. So that solves the time travel question. We have solved Ghost Dean and his play. <laughs> we have answered. It is definitively the multiverse. We know that Chuck's dead man switch was the Akrita, and he is responsible for them. They're not just some other multi-dimensional greater creatures, which I honestly like that a lot. But before we get into all of that, I want to go around the room and get get the litmus test, get the temperature gauge. Ryan, what did you think of not only the final episode? But the season as a whole. I truly did enjoy this final episode, which truly makes me angry <laughs> for the season. And and and, and this is oh, it, it really so funny. it really does bug me a little that I this episode could easily fix <laughs> a lot of the season. In one episode, which bums me out because you had 12 episodes that you could have just, you could have just done what we did in this one and we would have been like, fuck yeah. So maybe kept four episodes, five episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And so like for me, like I, and I truly did like this episode. I teared up, not even going to lie to you guys. I legit teared up at, at the very end. So Pussy. I. And whatever, dude. If Dean can fucking cry and be a manly man, yeah, I'm no, going yeah, to fucking cry and be a manly man. You know that's fiction, right? He's not really crying. You don't know that. Maybe he thought, In the about, multiverse, maybe he thought about uh, Sam's dog and that would made him cry. Oh, <laughs> All right. 
Okay, so you, so you liked it, but you're mad that you liked it. Yeah, because yeah. Because it makes a, you see what could have been. Yes, the potential. In a multiverse. You know, it's that past. word you said. You know, it's, it's don't give me hope. Right. You know, just right. don't, don't, don't Hawkeye me, dude. Don't give me hope. That's what we said on the pre-show. Yep. <laughs> All right, Mike, what about you? You think he said that to his doctor after he uh, oh. got impaled by yeah. a snowplow? Yeah, you mean more like you're going to be okay, Mr. Over. Renner. Don't give me hope. <laughs> don't give me hope that my career Have you is seen so the long. Hawkeye show? Yeah. <laughs> just let me re- die. I'm getting replaced. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, Mike, what did you think? How did, how did the final episode and the season strike you? Well, it looks like I'm going to be the positive one here. I, more was, than, I was well, positive. You were, but I'm going to be more positive. I really enjoyed the finale a lot from beginning to end. And in that does come a little frustration similar yeah. to Ryan, but I'd probably word it a little differently. Well, you're a lot smarter than me. So that makes sense. <laughs> no. See, <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan, those foreign subjects and objects on his desk, those are called books. What I don't, those they have, have words. They in have them? pages. Wait, you and can write words. words. How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> I love that he leans into it. I, fuck, I know I'm dumb. <laughs> oh, God, not that part. Anyway, Mike, you liked it a lot. I did. I liked it a lot. But my frustration in that like lies my frustration because it goes to show you that Robbie Thompson had a clear concept of what he wanted to do from beginning to end. There is no weird things. Even when you analyze the it's, things that let's say you analyze B, the he things knew. that didn't work, like yeah. meaning yeah. At, uh, when it comes to quality of writing, right, it doesn't detract from his plan. Right, it's just the quality of the writing of the episodes he didn't write suffer. When you compare what he did with this spinoff or epilogue of right. Supernatural, it's far more concise than anything Dab yep. did during <laughs> his seasons. Because even though he had a group of great writers, he was unable. To convey he had no plan. a consistent, he concise, tight story across the board. He yeah. just couldn't, couldn't tie two pieces of string together, metaphorically. And it frustrates me because here we have Robbie Thompson who understands how to show run. And imagine if he was in that writing room like he was supposed to be don't for give, those four years. Don't yeah. give me hope, yeah. Michael. So he has a concise idea of what he wants to do. And it worked from beginning to end. And... The emotions were there. The the needed connections are there. The clarity on Chuck's plans just makes sense, which we'll get into why exactly that this fail safe actually works in conjunction with season 15 and what we know of Chuck now. The, the idea that Dean, even in death, is going to protect his brother's life on earth. Uh, yeah. That when is, he's in heaven. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. So go ahead. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. So I, I could have kept talking. That's I know. I, you well, have, yeah. I, I know. So that's what's the frustrating thing. <laughs> it's, it is odd. I feel like we're all kind of in similar boats to varying degrees because I did enjoy the finale in a lot of ways. I still found some things was, I, I was not the biggest fan of, but I still feel like it was pretty strong, especially compared to many of the episodes we had had. I think it worked for the season story they were trying to tell. But again, like Ryan and like Mike, that almost makes me more upset because clearly there was an ability to tell a cohesive narrative that whether we were lacking the experience in the writing room or lacking guidance from Mm -hmm. a showrunner with these new writers in the writing room, 
it still I, I it still feels like damn it man this wasn't this was pretty fucking good had i known all of this going into it why didn't we have this better thought out and better paced from the get go and i think this falls into what i i honestly blame i attribute to both to walking dead and game of thrones is that the desire to have this surprise element where, ooh, you didn't see that coming in the finale led to a weaker season overall to have this, oh my God, Dean shows up and it's awesome moment rather than frame it and give us a better understanding and quality overarching narrative so that we aren't sitting here scratching our heads and kind of raging out as the nerdy fans that we are about the inconsistencies because they're everyone's trying to get that Ned Stark beheaded shock feeling from everything they do these spoiler days. alert spoiler alert it's 10 years later but sure <laughs> and whereas if you just tell what uh, frame it properly it would have worked I think all the more better for me and I I liked it but I'm also fuck man what where was some of this just move some of the pieces around tighten things up and you you're right mike you would have been in the 90s on average because mm -hmm. it's clearly there so let's start with what i still feels the most egregious this is one of the ones i still like fucking it like it works but it pisses me off <laughs> that is ghost dean and i i don't know i don't i don't genuinely know if i'm pissed off because it i think it's dumb or if I'm pissed off because Ryan fucking nailed it. <laughs> Just fucking laser fucking precision did, at 2,000 yards. I think, you, I I think thought, we both did. I okay. think it was both of us. So I, I, I don't Ryan remember. Ryan was the louder of the two. Because I said it as a joke. I didn't yeah. think it was actually going to be And I said yeah. Ghost Baby like yeah. as a joke. The two of you fucking bullseye from Marvel. <laughs> But I think in, 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 one of our first, in one of our first episodes when Dean, we first see the photo of Dean. One of us said, and I don't remember who it was, but this is, we said, this is the Dean in heaven that is driving. We said it. Like, I nailed no, it. Oh, that I, was you then. I, if yeah, you said I'm driving, sure I, that yes. was you. Cause I did not say that. I, I just said, said ghost Dean. And then you jumped on it and said ghost Dean as a joke with and the ghost baby became a joke. Okay. So I, I actually remember, put the words together. Ghost Dean, yes, but it was your idea. My idea was that, that this was, is the, cause we were trying okay, to figure I do out remember was, that you're we right. We were trying to figure out the time it was an frame, -loop, right? Well, yes. Yeah, so we were trying to figure out the time frame of when Dean had the time to do this because we even thought about like during seasons seven, eight, nine, like there's right. like, we were thinking, okay, when does he have time to get away from Sam and do this? Well, the only time he's away from Sam is when he's in heaven. Or, 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 or that hell, time period. Or when he's in hell. Or we thought maybe between the end of Chuck, like his defeat and Dean's death, right. how long has that window been? So we made that joke. We, like I, we were trying to, and it turned out to be true. So, so for some context, <laughs> for those, because that is one of the, I think the biggest marks against this, you have to know the original show yeah, of course. for this yeah. quote, standalone and definitely not a final season. But at some point after his after Dean's canonical death in season 15, as we see in the finale, he was driving through essentially the highway of heaven or a, a bridge through the multiverse or he drove through various different things. He went I on a journey and along the way before he meets up with Sam after Sam passes, he traveled the multiverse, traveled the cosmos and while doing so started to wonder 
were there other because when Jack restored everything, are there is there a world out there where perhaps my family for once actually has, has a, happy, a happy ending? Now or has it a shot at a happy ending? Now one. That's incredibly depressing. That's super depressing. <laughs> you just got to fucking heaven. You're dude. in heaven. You're driving your car. And Bob said, "Your Bobby says your parents are about a m- couple miles up that way, having a grand old time in heaven." And he's like, "That's cool." So can I go to a place where they might have actually had a happiness dude, in okay, life? I, like, think about this. You 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 die. You go to heaven. You have your fucking car, the thing you love more than a lot of things. You have good tunes. And you can just drive and time passes at a weird rate rate. And it's like, you know what though? I think I'm going to go see uh, if my parents are alive in another universe that, you know, like it is super dark. If you think about it, you literally have the rest of your days, however long, you know, the, the end the, of time, the end of time. Mm-hmm. And you decide to go do something that is depressing. Well, I think it speaks a lot about Dean as a character. Right. Number it's always one, about family. His inability to let go. Yes. Yeah. But but even in number death. two, everything revolves around family. Yeah. Doesn't matter what it is. You're dead and in heaven, and you're supposed to be enjoying your time in heaven for the end of the days. And, and all your he still couldn't shake this feeling. Like, shake the, yeah. This is it, really. We had to all die to be happy. There's gotta be yeah. something else out there. It's or is so sad, Sam man. probably a little bit of envy, even is Sam the only one who gets a happy ending? There's gotta be a story out there where we all do, or even anger see, towards think, Chuck. Like, you really fucked us over time and time and time and time again. Yeah. See, to me, this implies what we had been saying since the conclusion of Supernatural, that this isn't a happy ending. They dressed it up with with music yeah. and scenes that gave us feelings of happiness. But it's the, not. It's a very morbid ending. are united at the end of their deaths or at the end of their life. They're united, and in that, there's happiness. But when you really dissect what happened... Dean died in the most tragic of ways, left his brother to live his life alone. Mm-hmm. That's not a happy ending. Sam's no. grand, or Sam's kids never got to meet any of his family. That's it's not a happy ending. No. So, if anything, Robbie Thompson is trying to reiterate that that this isn't a happy no. ending. And Dean, the character, of course, everything we know of his characterization would also agree with that very notion. Well, just by his actions alone here, it, it shows you that it's not a happy ending. Yeah. The fact that he's going to another universe where John and Mary hadn't met yet and nudged things along in hopes that he accelerated he could them. give this yeah. version a semblance of peace and happiness. That says a lot. And of course, you know, he's going to foil Chuck's failsafe, which has everything to do with Sam because Sam's living currently on the earth. And if right. the Akrita and- are successful, there's no life. There's no lifeless, and it's like you think about it. That's such a Chuck fucking move, and 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 yeah, it th- works. It yeah. works. So it's like it's really it, it goes to show that no matter what happens to the Winchesters, and I'm just going to use the Winchesters in a whole, that everything revolves around family, and there is nothing higher than the love and the, the making sure that your family is safe, and I think. You know, even in Supernatural, we saw it for 15 seasons. How many times do we see Sam and Dean sacrifice each other for the other? Well, month? like I, so I liked like, that because I think that does tie very much into Kripke's original narrative right. of sacrificing himself and to hell with the rest of the world. You know, humans do what angels could not or what God right. could not and and cared about family even at that dire moment. So I do like that connection. I do, too. And I, I think like. 
for me, we didn't, again, it works on another level where we don't know how much time, how time works in, in heaven. Like, so obviously he only like, drove for like 20 seconds in the show. And well, clearly like, not. Clearly he was off doing other things. Yeah. So it's like, we saw 20 seconds. Of yeah. What it could have so been, it's like, fuck, it how long been was forever. That? So it, it, it is very smart of them to use that, that time frame Cause that was one of the things that we really were trying to figure out was what, when did this take place for Dean? Because, well, you know, like there's not a lot of spots that this, this could take place. And so, um, I was okay with that. I, I was okay. Even though we joked and, you know, ghost Dean, ha 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 ha. It makes sense. It, it totally makes sense. And it, it, it's almost frustrating that it makes sense. When you take the 15 years of Dean Winchester and we compare it to what his intent and goal was in this spinoff, what actually kickstarted the narrative, essentially, it works and flows perfectly Fine. into the very char character that we've all come to know. Love, it doesn't yeah. contradict things right. that we thought we understood. It's very on par with the character. And it's very believable that if a ghost version of Dean, who had the ability to see down onto the cosmos things that were happening, would he just sit idly by and let the rules dictated by heaven tell him what to do? Nope. He's going to no. do exactly, exactly what Dean Winchester yep. does. It, it, Wherever the fuck he wants. Yeah, oh. It doesn't matter that Jack <laughs> He's the is the real God. doesn't matter that Jack <laughs> is the new God. doesn't matter anything. Like it, it, it's, it's again, it's protecting his family and it doesn't matter. He'll go against anybody. He doesn't, he, fuck, they killed God. Like yeah. if you really yeah, you think. You can do whatever you want. You do whatever, yeah. Like, and of course the new God is your friend. He's probably going to cut you some slack, dude. Like, well, I also like that our original Bobby comes along for the ride with this one. Yes. That was a nice little, yeah, that like, honestly, I know in the pre-show we were talking about the song, how it got you guys, but Bobby being there got me. I was like, oh, fuck man. Like their surrogate dad. So even to, no matter what, it could get them in trouble. He's always there for him. Well, man. John, the dead John or ghost John's fucking Ghost oh, Mary. Yeah, they're great. He doesn't, have, years. He doesn't have time. He's raw dogging the shit out of just her. Just Gatorade in an IV. <laughs> yeah, in the real world, it's already like 2400s, and yeah. it's still just. So, so Thomas, Mike, and I had a had a, a thing with with Bobby and and Dean in that first scene. Yeah, and I want to see if you do you watch the show with subtitles on? Do you watch? Uh, it depends. Okay. But 50, 50. Yeah. So in, there was an error. There was an error. So I don't know. I don't know if you watched with, with subtitles on, but, and, and Mike and I actually discussed this before you got here when they're talking to each other after he gives a letter to John, Bobby says, you know, what are you thinking? And, and uh, says, what are you thinking? And it, and it tr on the screen, it said agent. Yeah. A G E N T. He says, we're not supposed to meddle with this yes. agent. Yep. That's what the closed captioning says. So yeah. I was like, agent. And I'm like, that doesn't make any it confused it confused me too. the shit out of me. And Mike went back and turned it off. Turned off the closed captioning and realized he said idiot. Yeah. So I was confused for the, for oh. the first half of the show. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, agent, what the fuck are they talking about? Oh, you thought it was so, oh my God. I thought, no, so, so what okay, happened no, was, I, I in it. my head, I thought, was this some kind of Loki fucking time traveling bullshit? Like, <laughs> that's what I that's thought, too. Like, oh, I was like, oh, nervous. Here we go, dude. Jesus, what are we doing? And then, obviously, like a time cop? I was like, no, dude, Van Damme did that movie. It was terrible. Like, I don't need that. No, I did not watch He's going to do nude splits over Mary Winchester's face. God damn it. 
I did I just, not have subtitles dude, on. Dude, I was like, part. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And then it's so fun. It, it, because I don't like to wait. To, for things to make yeah. sense, yeah. I rewound it three times just to make sure. I'm like, why is it saying agent? agent. It doesn't quite make sense. Yeah. And then I looked at his mouth more clearly, it and I realized it. it didn't fit. Yeah. So then I turned the closed captioning off and realized he's actually saying idiots. But the, whoever did the embedded closed captioning yeah, for the show itself, because it didn't matter where it's you watched it, it's generated. It's not. A lot of them are. For certain, no, it's auto-generated if you use the setting on your television, the actual setting. If yeah. you initiate it within the platform you're watching it, it's using the actual embedded closed captioning that a company does for that specific studio. What I'm saying is those com- some of those don't actually have someone go through and QA them. They're, they're auto-generated. Well, okay, if it was auto-generated, so, do you think all of them would make the same mistake? No. Oh, I think okay. they're all over the map. So I, then that means they fucked up. Th- yeah. Yes. No, that's 100% so, a fuck up. So, so I've had subtitles on for a lot of things, and I've seen that. Yeah. And because with my job, we have an auto program. I've seen the same kind of words mm-hmm. get fucked up. I'm like, oh, they're using an auto system. They don't have someone monitoring or okay. going through and typing it. So, but that's fucking hilarious because I did not have the <laughs> dude, auto so the, captions so, so on. The whole episode, I'm right, like, captions in general. Please don't be a fucking like time cop <laughs> bullshit, dude. Like, and, and so like I, I I told Mike that when I came in, and he had the exact oh, same problem funny. that I did. I was like, fuck. No, like, I was just. I think I turned him on like about halfway through. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I wonder no, how I, I, I did turn him on later, but it was when they were explaining like where Samuel had been and like uh, their, her whole story. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what? And I backed it up and I put on captions to read along to, like, with read it, along with it yeah. because I got confused by some of uh, what they were trying to say really quickly. I, I laugh because but that's I fucking funny. Man. I, I laugh because I didn't think I thought I would be the only one that had that problem. But meanwhile, like, I'm just sitting there listening. I'm like, yeah, that's Bobby. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh going. fuck, here we go. Oh fuck, that's funny. Um, so I would say so. I think it, as silly as the ghosting feels in some respects, it did kind of work too, because that does feel completely in line with Dean as a person, as a character, and we know he had met up with Bobby, and so I could totally see. All of this happening, and I do feel like it was a, a smart time period to pick this ambiguous drive as to who knows when time works different up here and blah, 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 blah. All of that worked for the most part, I would say, yeah. Um, that was, that was, God, sorry, I'm still stuck on you. <laughs> I Dude, I, the fact that Mike and I had the same problem. I want to know how, if there were other people out there. There probably. Because I know the, the rise of watching television shows with closed captioning. The is, sound is, mixing is hard and we don't do it anymore? Yeah, well, no, I think more, <laughs> yes, but I think more and more people are finding, they used to find closed captioning annoying. Yeah, but now more and more like people are realizing time. that you can actually get more out of the television show Dude, watching with closed captioning. I watch everything closed caption now. Yeah, so do everything. I. Yeah, and it's like it, because I, I don't miss anything. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Except except, the Asian part. except when they do it, they fuck up and they make me look stupid. Yeah. I don't need to be made we to look stupid. I can do it, it myself. We did a Tom. We did. Yeah, we we fucking Ron Burgundy did, dude. <laughs> I was like, agent, what the fuck? So so the whole thing about him seeing the Akrita, like I, I really want to know what that multiversal drive looked like, but finding out that they exist as Chuck's fail safe, his dead man switch that when he dies, it would initiate them as an entity that would come and destroy all life in existence as a final fuck you to whoever defeats him. That kind of does, at least as far as our logic has been able to pinpoint, Put to rest the issue of his omnipotence 
and his abilities as this by definition in case he failed implies that he did in fact see a potential future where he loses and it in, in decides to take his ball and go home with it and just wreck everything with the Akrita, which is quoted as being one of his, if not potentially his last creations. I find this part, one of the more satisfying aspects as well, because even though it's, it's, it's an interpretive aspect, it is something that we have questioned, even in our final discussion for season 15, like, well, if you're the gentleman that can see everything, how, the fuck how come suddenly you can't see this, that they're going to pull a fast one on you? Well, it goes to show you, well, obviously he did at some point see a potential loss. And that's why he initiated this failsafe. And it could be the very reason why he decided to reveal himself as a baddie when, when, um, when Jack became a thing. Perhaps this is when it happened. When he realized Jack yeah. could be a threat. Well, he knew he was a threat. You're right. So that might, that might work. Yeah. Because that's the thing is not only do... This also brings up the fact that Jack is, or Jack, Chuck is not as smart as he thinks because well, arrogance makes we, you dumb. We have Sam and Dean, this particular Sam and Dean, who can always fuck with his story, but also the very nature of Jack being born by Lucifer and a human woman was something he did not plan. Or anticipate. But whose hands played a part in that? Sam and Dean. Right. But also we have this new person, mm -hmm. which is Joan. That's right. The Akrita queen. His plan with the Akrita did not go perfectly because she was a regular human who at some point started ingesting or infusing herself with the essence of monsters. And we know she becomes such a threat to mankind that the men of letters banish her to a, another dimension, another planet, whatever def definition we want. I think they said another planet. Another planet. Yeah. Uh, and that happened to be where the Akrita were born and their place of origin. Now, the question here might be, well, did this happen after Chuck's death or defeat? He's not dead, I guess. He has to live a human mortal life, but his defeat or was Joan another person who could do things that he didn't plan or am I looking into it maybe too much, whether or not Chuck intended for her to be the tip of this spear towards all humanity. It doesn't really matter ultimately because their goals are pretty damn aligned. He wants to destroy all of existence or all life. She wants to wipe out mankind in particular specifically those who aren't hunters and therefore are just cattle and can't defend themselves and is tired of trying to save all of them. I know it's a, you know, it's a very admirable idea. You know, just, you don't have to save people if they're all dead. That's, that's it a good does point. make I your mean, job right? easier. Yeah. I mean, like I don't have to save anybody. You're all fucking dead. Listen, I'm on team Joan and Thanos. Yeah. Just, and team Kang as yeah, well. Like, they it, did like, nothing wrong. Yeah. They did nothing wrong. They were yeah. Thanos was right. Mankind is a disease. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute plague. Yeah, I think Fuck. we're all uh, on board that one. But bringing it back to your initial thought about this, uh, like whether or not Chuck intended for Joan to be a part of this. Right. I think there's room for some ambiguity. I don't need everything. I don't need to know that. 
Yeah. yeah as like, long as we can comprehend the gist of it. And now, obviously, there are some aspects of a TV show that we need to understand A, B, C, and D. But sure. if we understand, like, for example, if we don't fully understand the background of Joan, I don't feel like it's relevant. It's I, not. If, if we know A, B, and C, and then we know X, Y, Z, I don't feel like we need to know all the in between for a character like that. It, it, it doesn't need to be known because Chuck and her have the exact same goal. Exactly. So the fact of the matter is, is I don't need to know a bunch about Joan because she's trying to do the same thing Chuck did. Yeah. So like for me, like I know her motives. I understand. Like I, I get it. Like she's, she wants to get rid of me. No, I do think it works that I'm not. Yeah, I don't think so I just don't need. I just, more. I kind of like the you're confused idea. chronologically a little bit because either a, this happens after he's quote defeated or B, and I kind of like this one more, that she is also someone who can do things that go against his plan. Because I kind of like this idea that this completely arrogant and all, quote, all-seeing God character and a creator inadvertently has given his creation such life that even they can surprise him. Yeah. I kind of like the idea that it's not partic particularly Sam and Dean are his favorite and most interesting, but Joan's existence and her ability to fuck with this plan and the Akrita make that an interesting concept that no matter what he did, there was going to be in the infinite, yeah. infinite, infinite multiverse. There's going to be somebody who could also do that. To have and that gives a little bit of credit beyond to the idea of, team free will yeah and i like that it's not just an open and shut chuck controls everything no there are others who fall into this or maybe we all would if with the right circumstances so i do like that i think it lends a lot of credence to his arrogance as a creator yeah the exactly. fact that there's anomalies that he can't control and will always be yeah which is also very creator-esque as well god doesn't control me like that, Thomas? You're being rebellious? Yes. No. You're going through your rebellious The phase. idea that as someone who creates Paint your something. your fingernails. Grow your hair out long. Yeah. I've already done both of those. Oh. As oh, somebody oh. who wants to create stuff, like as creators, as humans, whether it's art or music or, or stories, they take on a life of their own. You can have all the intentions and want something to go a specific way, but whether it's audiences or fan fiction or time or pop culture or your stuff moves into public domain, like things will change and, and become more than what you ever intended for them to be. Yeah, I like that. And I like that. I like that line of reasoning because it also works within the context of how the, how the show has always been, I guess, framed. framed. The foundation has always been in the form of a story yeah. of a book. And just like with all bits of art, let's just focus that and isolate that down to, writing television once you put it out there the interpretation of your world your characters your scenarios takes on a life of its own based on the the audience's reception and a lot of people will just take it as it is but there's some who are gonna yep change what you had and what you intended your characters are no longer your own yeah. once it's put out into the ether yeah it's called slash fiction <laughs> Just, but, but that idea but, but that is, is very... That is a thought on literature. When you write a story about oh, yeah. Sam and Dean, let's say, that story of Sam and Dean is no longer yours to gatekeep. It now belongs to the reader to you interpret it. To the it. All art is falls into that, and I like that. And I've always liked that about Supernatural as a whole with Chuck when he was yeah. just simply the prophet and then became God at the end of season five. Like, we well, didn't become, but we was revealed. 
I like that idea. And this feels like more akin to that original notion than simply he's a dick at the end. Yeah. So I think that worked, but all of this that we've spoken of so far really does seem to me to lead this more as a epilogue to supernatural rather than its own legitimate spinoff. I have a theory on that. And I already told, like, I have a theory on that. Like, okay. Well, what's your theory? So this is an epilogue. If it gets canceled, <laughs> like, let's hear me. No, hear me no, out. I know, I'm, just, I'm making, I'm making a point. I'm listening. It, it is You're not wrong. It's an epilogue. No, you're 100% right. It, it's an epilogue. If it doesn't get a second season, because it is a concise story that fits in a time frame mm-hmm. and it works and it can be its own an ending and beginning. It is a it is a spinoff if they get a second season and they push forward with John and, and Mary going forward. In a new and, universe. In a new universe. Now it is a full-fledged spinoff. But right now, as it sits, until we get confirmed that there's a second season, it is an epilogue. And I think that is that is the the black and white of it, unfortunately, yeah. until we figure out if we get a second season. Because even f- when you look at it, the way it functions, yep. it's it, it's an epilogue, it's an epilogue. in, in yeah. my own humble opinion. And I'm not saying this as a negative. No, it, it's not. It, no, take it's a it, good thing. T- take yeah. it as you yeah. want. But this is an epilogue as opposed to a true spinoff because the driving narrative is Dean. hinges emotionally and narratively on a separate series. Yep. On a character from a separate series. Yeah. And, and all and, of their history. And all their history and everything they did in 15 years. So it, it, it as of right now, as we sit, it is 100% an epilogue. When we get confirmation, yay or nay, that we get a season two, it becomes a, it becomes a spinoff. And it, whatever we get, I'm okay with either. And, and we'll talk about yeah. what Those characterizes mean. a successful standalone spinoff if we, in fact... Get a season two, and we'll talk about that in a moment. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the fact that th- th- I'm in that camp as well with where okay. all of this hinges on without Dean's reveal story and purpose at the end of this episode, you you don't have well, he's the narrative motivation from beginning to end. He's really yeah. the protagonist. We're watching other characters do stuff, but this is his story, his goal, his motivation. He is the Chuck. Of this show. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is moving the pieces. He is the ghost god Dean. <laughs> he ghost. Is. That's, that's, god that's, is dead. Yep. And is Dean. Yeah. Who's also dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. So I I feel like it also it just fits better right now. Thinking yes. of it. Because it is Nietzsche it was is, right. God is dead. <laughs> it is tie in media. That's what this is. It is it is if you want to know who this character is and why they're here, you have to read, you know, two and issues one through six of this separate comic to boost oh, sales. So like that's God. exactly what this is. Where if that. you're just watching the Winchesters, you're like, who the fuck is this? First of all, I don't know why you would do if that, but let's just, those, yeah. let's just let's, say, yes. because every standalone spinoff needs to act independently. So now there if can that's be, the case, there can be a margin of intertextuality. I mean, that's a be. given. There should be. Yeah. But it needs to hinge on its own let two legs. And without any of Dean's stuff, you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, if you've just been like, watching. Like, let's let's only be because we know of the last 15 years, which is why I feel like it's a better epilogue. And the reason why I don't think that's a bad thing, a negative necessarily, is because 
Jensen it, and Robbie Thompson were probably very well aware who their audience was going to be. Yeah. yeah. Like, look, sit back and, and just sit back and, th- and imagine this. Imagine you're watching the Winchesters and you don't know who the fuck Dean Winchester is. Yeah. C- come on. Like, I, I mean, it's like, not gonna I have the same it's, impact. No, it's not. And I it's think like, it would work as a, and we're getting into our other topic, but yeah. like, um, I think it would work, but I don't think it'd be as effective. No. And, and so, well, we'll, we'll put a pin in that because yeah. I have a couple yeah. more points to mm-hmm. that here, but one other thing that we got answered essentially is that for a greater context, understanding of how some of this works, it apparently is at least as far as our understanding, it is not time travel as stated earlier. This is taking place parallel to the prime supernatural universe because here it is only 1972 yet in our time, Dean is already dead. Which would be and we know this because of Sam's absence this is all taking place, as Dean says, before Sam dies of old age with that horrendous hairdo <laughs> that just looked like, God, Party City spray. Best wig ever. That Dean saying Sam's still down there. He deserves to have a, a good, normal life. So these have to be running at the same time. So that also, and, and you know, we knew... You guys called the ghost Dean and and I was of the mind later that I want it to be the multiverse because that while I don't necessarily like that by comparison to what could have been done, I feel it's the only way that it would have solved so many egregious steps in different directions with canon and lore and, and established facts. It removes the steps it necessary makes, for writing for a writing yes. room as experienced as they were to fully understand the world of supernatural, because I know in our discussions, we sometimes may be, it may sound like we're being unfair and I don't agree with that. I feel like if you're hired to write a show, you should probably understand the universe that you're writing within. I think that's only fair. However, it's hundred percent fair. Robbie Thompson, knowing that they don't have the budget possibly to assign enough time for these writers to fully immerse themselves in 15 years of lore. He took the easy route. Well, let's just, make our connections that need yeah. to be there. But f- for, for the purposes of this storyline, it's going to take place in a universe that we don't have to be beholden to what has come before. I just, I have a, I personally have a problem with anyone that takes a job on something that has, is so beloved, whether it be supernatural or whatever the fuck it is and not take a serious look at everything that's come before that. And because like, you have something called a work ethic and passion. Yeah. I just, I, I just like for me, like it, it be, you feel that way and I feel that way. And Thomas feels that way, but there's a lot of people who just look at this as a job. I, I know. And it's, it, it's, it's really Makes unfortunate because it's like, if, if Thomas were playing a D and D campaign and my character showed up, I would want Thomas to write me the cliff notes of what the fuck happened. <laughs> so I kind of know what the fuck I'm walking into or or, you know, it's like any actor that gets cast in a, in a oh, I'll go read 40 comics. So I John know that. John Bernthal. It, it, and right. Fisher. And I'm sure Robbie Thompson probably had a must watch list. He had for his writing. He probably had to maybe a dozen, maybe two John dozen. John Mary episodes. Yeah. That they needed to watch so they understand who's who. The dichotomy of the characters. Yes. But outside of that, there just isn't enough time with a TV schedule I, I to do I, that. I, I know. I just, I'm, I'm, I know I'm being a little nitpicky about that, but it just really I does. I don't think you are. I'm just, just trying to me. play devil's advocate. No, I, I, I think Ryan's 100% yes. right, but there's a reality yes, that Mike is portraying. Yeah, and, and I just, it bugs me because it's like, 
in my yeah. in my right mind, I couldn't go into any intellectual property or whatever the fuck it was to work. You just shown up that first day of work, just bl bloodshot eyes and like, I, dude, I would have binge watched, watched fifteen yeah, years. Like, in a week. Like, I in a week. To, I need, yeah. yeah, like I need to How many fucking hours know. Is that, you know. Like I need to do my job better. The day I got hired, the day I got hired, I would have told my family, I'm like, I'm gonna be missing for about three weeks. Yeah, I'm gonna sit down hours a day. Just 24 fucking just episodes on repeat. So go in, buy in, me a box of pizza pockets <laughs> and a portable toilet. Yeah. Mom, two, two weeks. Toilet. <laughs> so three weeks with minimal sleep. You could watch all 15 seasons. I'm just an saying. An hour a season. I'm just saying, dude. Like, or I, an hour and a You might need to really take a break like, halfway through season 12. You gotta take a shit. But, well, yeah. you know, no, I, no. Just because it is shit. Oh, you know? right, right, right. I, I really would like to know if Robbie Thompson did give them. I would I'm love sure to see, I would love to sure see that list. Like I would oh, actually. Yeah. I want to oh. know that of what was what required. Was, yeah. Pilot, I almost want to try to like two tweet. Finale, we should tweet him and ask. Yellow eyes. Like I would like to know. Yeah. It's not That'd something nice. they can't tell us. That'd be cool. Yeah. Let me reach it. Let me see if I can reach out. That would be I'll awesome. I'll send him an actual would, email. I would love to know. I just don't want him to listen. I know he's listened in the past, but I would feel bad if he listens to our shows right now and be like, oh, fuck these guys. Did well, a good Ro job. Robbie, if you're listening, we really love the last episode. We do. And we love him. We yeah, do we what we you. do out of love. We just can also be dicks, but we'd love to talk about it. That's why I would love to know here. that though. I would really like to know what, if he, if he handpicked episodes for them to watch to, to which ones. Yeah. Which ones? Like yeah. I would like to know. I think it would be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, good idea. I so know, full of those <laughs> ghosty. <laughs> so all of this, all of this, again, all of the entire framing for how we even got this show is more in line with an epilogue. And I think that's the sad part about all of this in a way. Sad for us as fans because it implies what we've been saying, and not just us on the show, but a lot of us have been saying, a lot of fans, that the ending of Supernatural, despite its putting on airs as hopeful and and full of promise and uplifting elements is in fact a tragedy for everyone involved mm -hmm. and ends not even in a satisfying, you know, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kid kind of tragedy. Die together. Spoilers. Dying together, gun in hand, going out your way. For the greater good. Right. Yeah. There's Blaze not of even of that. It's simply, it ends Dark with, a piece with, of rebar. with Dean dying and Sam being <laughs> depressed, and he moves on through life as he has Mike to. Mike just had PTSD. From yeah. <laughs> because why else does Dean look for the happy ending that he's always wanted in his life? <laughs> if you could see I, Mike's face, because right? listen, I, I can't. Right I under. I'm going to a review of the final episode for a second here <laughs> because this brings up all my pain because I understand. If the show wasn't 15 years mm -hmm. and you're looking at, let's say four years, okay, five years, I can understand why Dab thought it would be a good idea to end the show on Dean's terms in yeah. a very regular way. Yeah. I understand that. <laughs> but if he truly understood the fan base and understood the world of Supernatural, he would not have made Dean it die in such like a, a bitch in such a meaningless Dude, and pointless way. It would have been Sam and Dean back to back murdering in a barn in as a, vampires are swarming. it, And that's how they die. Yeah. Like they go out blaze of glory blazing. or they set off a bomb and it blows them all. Ellen and Joe right? style. Yes. And like that is what we wanted to and see. And then 
you do a, 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 a kind of like an X-Files type bright flash, yeah, white yeah, flash, and yeah. then we see them in heaven. Yeah. I mean, that oh, fuck fuck, is better. Man, that would have yeah. been. Then and then when we see them in heaven, then we hear this. Works, man. Fuck that would that got you just got me, yeah, Mike. Imagine we see them driving down the highway, and then the spinoff ends the same way with this car coming back and the two of them in it, and they're both a part of that spinoff. It would have been so much better. Dude. Okay, I agree. But let, hold let on, me play I need a minute. Relax. Because that is so much fucking be right better, dude. Relax. He's wet over here. I am. Uh, I. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. It's, it's so gross. <laughs> I, I will say though, it would have it takes the weight away of Dean standing there on the bridge and mm-hmm. saying, Hey Sam. Yeah. But that's which, which but was a that, great scene. Yeah, but you know what? They could have also done that if they didn't have him die on rebound. Exactly. If they <laughs> here's the thing, you only that scene is only emotional to anybody. Because it's the only thing to really hold on to yep. in that. If you had had the two of them say jerk bitch to each other right as they rounded the corner guns blazing and did the flash of light sort of thing. If you had hit on them going out on their terms, they fought heaven and hell itself. Like <laughs> fuck dude. Like literally almost anything is fuck. better than the nihilistic. There's no point to life because you'll one day you'll trip and fucking brain yourself in your living room, dying alone until your cats feed on you. Like that's the fucking wow, narrative. That fucking that's dark. the narrative Holy that season 15 fuck. gave us. So bringing it back that one day, to everyone you love Jesus will die Christ. by incidental shit. And then you will age until your son says goodbye to you. If you're lucky enough to have kids and that's it. And you develop a part Party city, <laughs> gray. I don't know, whatever. But okay, bringing it back to the show. <laughs> so this was Thomas's point. Obviously, we weren't the only ones that thought right, that, right? Because yeah. the 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 retextual the recontextualization that was done with this finale, yeah. it firmly establishes that Robbie Thompson also felt like that ending wasn't good, sucked. was not yeah, satisfactory. Yeah, yeah. Of course. There's no other way to say it. There's no other way to say it. it Robbie, we know we're all on the same page. We're we're sorry that we're a little harsh sometimes, if you're listening, but we we love you. We've never argued that he doesn't understand supernatural. Right. Yeah. No, no, I know that. I'm just, I'm just. Yeah. This brings up a last point and then we need to go to our final thoughts and we'll finish the rest on our Patreon exclusive. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know where that came from. That was disturbing. Eh, whatever. So again, it comes down to, is this more of an epilogue or truly a spinoff? And I think you're right, Ryan. It comes down to, do we get another season? I've been right a lot this season. If we don't get another season, I think that is okay. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's yeah, probably the biggest yep. triumph of this show in a way is that it is similar to how we talked about John Wick on Critique Revolve. If it ends here, I can be satisfied with that mm-hmm. because it does make the ending of the original show better. It fills in that. It feels like an epilogue season 16 or 15 and point two, you know, whatever yeah, you want to call yeah. it. And it brought a lot of closure to the final in those final bits that we really as fans wanted the final thoughts of Dean's subconscious and how it feels and how it all should have ended and looking for that hope finding that gift of a family and giving them a chance at a true happy ending to succeed where he could not, I think is a very uplifting 
ending and one that we is far more deserving than the one we originally got. It gives hope to this. Hopefully if we get it, I, Mm-hmm. I don't want to say hopefully because I'm almost okay if we don't get a second season. I, I would. Well, that's be- the other thing. If you don't get the second season, it, this is good where it on is. On its own. If you do get a second season, then, well, one, that's great. And we also have a chance for it now knowing this is an alternate universe with an alternate timeline. Right, we, and we there can, are no rules and there's is new, new possibilities. Everything is new and fresh. I think mm-hmm. we as audiences can be, f- and especially fans, can be far more, especially myself, Grace, graceful. We can yeah. let with, go of all right, what's going to happen. This is how oh, vampires work. Yes. This is how werewolves work now. Ghosts, you know, get trapped by rocks. Fuck it. In this universe, sure. Cars can be ghosts. Ghost cars. <laughs> Ghost cars exist. You know, that all of that works then. Yeah, I, so I mean, it really does cut. In, in a weird way, while one might be more bittersweet than the other, I'm okay regardless of which way it goes. And I think that's the hardest fucking thing to pull off. All right, so we have a couple more minutes left, and we're going to do our final thoughts, but we will continue our our thoughts on was the show a successful standalone right. spinoff? We're going to go a lot more in depth, and then we're going to talk about if the show does continue, where do these characters go from here? Yeah. And that will be done during our Patreon discussion. So you can go to patreon.com slash Digital and subscribe to get that. But first, final thoughts, right, Tom? Yeah. Is? <laughs> yes. Um, is? <laughs> Oh, the Android mic's <laughs> freezing up again. <laughs> Somebody go reset well, it. Because I know he hates the name Tom. You're good. And sometimes I do that. Just call him Uncle. Oh, Jesus. All right, Ryan, what are your thoughts on this episode? I, <laughs> I'm going to come back with a racist truck. <laughs> uh, nice, nice. That's that's a good. Final thoughts, final score. Um, so I I really like this episode, man. I I, I think I'm not even, I, I, I was being dead serious. I did I did tear up. I teared up at the end there. I just Dean talking to, to Mary and John with the look, of course shows how good Jensen is the look in his face, seeing his parents like young, like that, like it just dude, everything about it, like hit. I, I know that Thomas wasn't real keen on the song playing, but man, it, it was cheesy in the right way. Good song. It just, it didn't have the same. It it was cheesy in the right way, man. And I like, it, it just hit with that song is totally a song that would be in supernatural. Like a thousand percent. Like, so I enjoyed that. I think that the, the, the one nitpick, if I had to nitpick anything of the episode and it's not even really a, a nitpick, it's just kind of like you, you knew it was going to happen was the use of Dean Winchester. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like, you teased it the entire season. We get to the last episode and it's like, okay, well he's got to be in the whole episode, right? No, he's in the first part and he's in the end. Like, so for me, it's a little nitpicky. I understand it. Cause you know, you got to create that mystery and it's, and it's technically not about him air. I'm air quoting case you guys can't see that, but I understand it, but it, it just, it, it's such a, it's such one of those things that they do in shows. It's like, Hey, guess what? This character's in the, the season. And then they like kind of sprinkle it in here and there to keep you coming back. And then at the very end, they're like, here it is. I, I just, I, I get so frustrated with something like that. It's like, just give me the character that I want to see. But I also understand why I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Drake Rogers is quite possibly the best part of this show. The guy's fucking awesome. Like he is, I, I the, every, I would agree. Every episode, he more and more channels Jeffrey Dean Morton fucking John the opening Winchester. scene at the train station. Fucking awesome. 
Dude, he his has emotions. he has yes. mastered the Winchester morbidity. Dude, he's fu- <laughs> he's he's fucking good, dude. He, he has, dude. He's yeah, mastered that. That's good. And, and I I definitely I definitely like Meg Donnelly as 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 Mary. I think she's a different take on Mary. She has room to grow. She's yeah. got room to grow, but yeah. she's not she's not bad by any means. Not so the all. both yeah. main characters are fucking fantastic. Um and of course Jensen unbelievable. Uh uh uh, just he just slips those that personality on like a pair of slippers. I man. did not expect to see Jack. Neither I actually guy. thought that, that was, was dope. The, I I fan I fan I fan, fan, I fan, fan a little bit yep. there. I was like absolutely, oh. dude. I was like, oh shit, nice. Like I just love yeah. his innocent dude, godlike so manner. It's fucking great. Yeah, it's so good. So uh, it's sorry, I'm rambling. Um, but I'm gonna give this episode. This is 95. I I, I dude, I think it was. By far the best episode of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Robbie really nailed it on this episode. Again, I, I fucking cried. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll be honest with you, dude. The feels the, at the, the end. The man tier metric. Dude, it it fucking hit, man. And I, So it's it's a 95, dude. This All is right. a great fucking episode. Mike, what about you? I'm right there with Ryan. I'm giving it a 95%. I thought the episode was good for all the reasons we have discussed, but also there was the attention to the, which we'll get into also during the Patreon discussion. There was attention to cinematography in this episode that hasn't been there every single episode, which I'm not quite sure why, when I believe they have the exact same cinematographers. So there's a lot of great things going on. They were using the foreground quite a bit. Uh, There were, shots that were appropriate to people's perspectives. The idea that they, that Dean, I think the strength of this episode, and then also by default, the entire backbone of the show, the fact that the the foundation of the show is built on Dean's post death feelings. It adds weight on life. And that there's a retrospection there or an introspection, I should say, an introspection while he's driving on that highway. He's thinking. Yeah. And the way my mind works is because he's thinking about his life, suddenly the avenue to the cosmos appears and he takes it. He then sees other Winchester families and then becomes curious to see if there are people out there who actually have something that he didn't have. Right. And not because he was jealous, but because he wanted, he wanted to know, he, he wanted, wanted to, know he wanted to go off into oblivion, knowing that there was a possibility that there's someone ending. out there universally, someone that resembles his family that did in fact have a happy ending. And then in doing so, he wanted to give them the gift that he was not, that given. he never got. That is so powerful. It gives me chills. Yeah. And the fact that the entire show was written with that as its foundation makes by default the entire show that much better. Yeah, it does. It hundred percent does. does. And that's why I say they cheated a bit. Yeah. Yeah. But is that cheating? No, (laughs) it isn't. It isn't. And that's why I give this show or this episode 95%. It just, it was a great way to end the show. And just like what you said, Thomas, if we didn't get another season, I would be okay because this felt so complete and it felt this is like how we were an epilogue. To, yes. This is how we were supposed to feel at the end of season 15. Yeah. And we feel now we feel that now. Yeah. So 95. Yeah. I'm man. I want to take more points off because I'm like, it's not cheating, but you didn't follow the, 
directions either. <laughs> like like yeah. the teacher that gives if you the like, rules aren't there. Show why, your work. It's like I technically really used a calculator. The answer's right, but you kind of mm. look. It's like it's like doing the math equation wrong and getting the right answer. Yeah, a fluke. Like it's still a right answer, right? <laughs> I I do kind of want to take some points off for that. I do have some personal gripes or or nitpicks. When do I not? But overall, it is a very, very strong episode. I think it makes the entire season make sense and cohesive and removes a lot of gripes. Not all, because some of them are beyond just, you know, context of how we got here in the framing of the narrative. But it does make everything better. It makes me mad that I I wish we had gotten more of this. I wish we hadn't tried to have a big reveal at the end so that we'd have a better season overall. Fuck, if it doesn't make me a jaded season 15 finale fan, enjoy how the actual show ended more because this really does feel like the ending now. Yeah. I, I would almost tell yeah. anybody who's, I actually do have a coworker who started watching this show and is, is binging it pretty hardcore, <laughs> that I will probably tell them you have to at least watch this at the end to get a full to understand. closure yep. as a fan. Yeah. And that alone is is special and worth a lot of points. So I'm going to give this one a 95 as well. I'm going to jump on the bandwagon. I'm not going to be a wow. shitbag. Wow. We haven't been all in sync Holy in fuck. years. Holy shit. I know. It's close. We got close. Don't talk too much. I might reduce it. Negative. Negative percentages. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like episode, yes. what was it? Episode nine. We all gave 50% pretty much. Yeah. But when it comes to the positivity side, we're very seldom of the last, what, last six years? We've never been like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, episode season, episode three. We all gave it basically a seven. The mid-season finale. But let me calculate We gave it some this. pretty strong scores. Before we close out, let me calculate the... You guys can keep talking. I'm going to calculate the entire I think, show. I think that's part of the problem with this season as a whole, though. Because the premiere, like episode three or four, I can't remember which one it is, the mid-season finale, the, and the last two with the clown, because it was a solid horror episode, and this, like all the major myth arc, essentially, moments are pretty solid. So what it's, you're saying, it's all the stuff in between that feels like what the fuck is going on and I, what I, happened. And just some of the inexperience that you can't help, but you know, work your way through would have made a much stronger season. Had again, we had some coaching and, and mentoring throughout as a my, showrunner or just more experience. I think my thought process and what I told Mike bef before you got here was it felt like a lot in the season was glossed over. And they left things out that were integral. And when you start comparing it to actual supernatural, there's things that would have been fleshed out or you would have seen. Yeah. And I feel like that was the big. Like under supernatural light. Yeah. Like it was <laughs> like, okay, you understand how supernatural works. Here's a light version of it. And it still kind of sits in the same realm, but it's not really. And I feel like there were things that were kind of rushed or push through or like the one that the biggest one that I think was the biggest underlying one that seemed pushed through was the John Winchester going to jail. It yeah. was, it was boom, it was done. And it was like, if we were watching Supernatural, and I know we have 13 episodes, and, but right, watching but Supernatural, still. that would have lasted four or five episodes. At least two. And to feel like a, a thing. So I, you know, I, I agree, Thomas, I feel like, there was some stuff, but from what Mike just typed. So the season one total score, taking into account all of our scores, 
76% is the average. It's not bad. Honestly, that feels kind of accurate on our scale of the 70s to what, like 80 or 85 being like, it's a show. Yeah, I always wonder if we are going to prove ourselves completely like fools. We're like, we're just fools. When you look at the total score compared to our scores and our evaluation at the end of a season in general, I'm talking about just the way we discuss shows as a whole, but I think that this is actually pretty fucking accurate. It had some really strong moments in the nineties and had some real fucking stinkers in the fifties. So yeah, (laughs) if it wasn't wasn't for episode nine and episode Uh, two, is that might have been like 80%. This yeah, show would have Jesus, been nine is probably, horrific. Nine was bad, dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah probably. Probably, man. It would have been up in the B's. Yeah. And I, then I would I have agreed with it. It's a fair grade, 76%. Yeah. No, it's very fair. Yeah. I would agree with it. You you passed, but you know, it was room for improvement. <laughs> that's how I got through college. 76%. <laughs> All right, so that's going to do it here for our main discussion. Again, we're going to have a little bit more where we get into some of the elements of discussing is this, how does this work as a standalone or is it better as the epilogue? Is Where do our characters go from here in our Patreon discussion? So if you're interested in that, head on over to patreon.com slash Digital. You can get that and a ton more content for a very minimal amount of money. And any bit that you guys can help out helps us do much, much more. So with that... That's going to be it. We got through the first season of the first spinoff. It has landed. So in, in now reality, we have questions on whether or not we'll be back for season two. In reality, it is successful because it got through an entire season. It, oh! it pulled it off. It pulled it off. So <laughs> I don't know why you did finger guns, but <laughs> audio program. But so that's going to do it here for Supernatural, the crossroads. We will see you all next time. You little maggot. Fucking dab. You are no longer a part of this story. Hey, ass butt.